dun, 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 dun. What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome back to the Unfiltered Experience. It's Friday night, 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Put it in your calendar because we're here every single week. And we bring you the unfiltered conversations designed to move your mindset, your perspectives, and your confidence forward in this crazy-ass world. We appreciate you guys being here, whether you're live or on the replay. And as always, if you're not part of the Unfiltered crew, please go to www.theunfilteredexperience.com, theunfilteredexperience.com. Go check it out. Become a part of the Facebook group. Let us know what kind of shows you want to see, what kind of guests you want to see. And today, it's just me, your no excuses coach, joined by my awesome brother, Scott. I am Scott. I am Scott. <laughs> I am yeah. powerful. What's going on, Scott Goyette? How are you doing, brother, from Austin, Texas? Oh, man. I'm just, uh, I thought I had fixed my back and I was wrong. I slept on it funny again. So uh, just working through that. But but like we always talk about, like I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. I just want my back to feel a little better. Is it right a train? Now. Is it a train? <laughs> Something. Maybe it's coming at us. Maybe we got to get out of the way. Ah, maybe that's the thing. Yeah. I know. It's point. funny when you say, we said like, uh, I had a crick in my neck not too long ago and I'm like, oh, I slept funny. And I started thinking, I'm like, how do we come to funny? It's, it's not, not funny when you can't funny. turn your neck. It's not funny when you have it's a pinch back in your funny. leg. No. It's our defense mechanism. We're like, hey, if we just laugh it off, it will go away. Like, ha ha ha. Is it going to stop? Maybe. That's I'm a good trying. point. Yeah. I'm going to keep laughing. Well, you look great. Yeah, I'm doing my best. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I see a little pain face. <laughs> I know what that means. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I got that little, uh, and we get older aches and pains and stuff like that. I found that investing in a really great, really great bed for us. I mean, like a really expensive bed was one of the best. And people would tell me, like, make sure you invest in a great bed and great shoes. Well, yeah. I wear Vans all the time, as you know, so not necessarily the greatest shoes for walking, but comfortable for me. But the bed thing that made a huge difference and pillows. Too. We we spent a lot of money on a Tempur-Pedic uh, years back. And it, it's funny because that's when my back started hurting when we went out to the um our lake house and you know you're not going to buy a five thousand dollar bed for a lake cabin you just no. <laughs> you buy some okay bed or someone gives you a mattress and it's good enough until your back's bothering you sleep on it and then it's not good enough uh -huh. you're like oh man that hurts you know what's so, the worst is when you go to a hotel i used to look forward to going to hotels like to have hotel sleep and the bed's there and it's bad when you go to a hotel and the bed is worse than the one you have mm -hmm. at your house totally sometimes i mean some of the nicer hotels have amazing beds and they sell them now people are like i want to buy that bed that sleep number like marriott's like like w hotels a lot of them are nice but there's a lot of them where you show up and you're like okay this isn't going to work we're here for seven nights like this is good. <laughs> so, yeah well you know, that's why it's, it's where you go not where you sleep there you go just that maybe that's one more reason to get the hell out of the hotel room and go do something fun don't even sleep that's what just, i look just at it. live your life I'm honestly, I'm honestly one of those guys. It's like, you know, an expensive hotel room. Why? It's like my, my whole intention when I go somewhere is to be outside and to be out checking things out and not spending so much time. Like, what do they have on TV? I don't fucking care. I don't care about that. I yeah. just like the, sometimes the amenities, like we go to like the Hyatt resorts and they have the lazy river and then you oh, yeah, yeah, go yeah. for a hike. All those things I'll pay for. I don't care that I don't want to just be in a downtown hotel with an amazing room. If I'm in a big city, I don't want to sit in that room. I'll go see what's going on. Yeah, so, especially now. I mean, in society today, everything's opening up from COVID. We've been spending the last two and a half years, you know, wearing masks and not going places. Now people are starting to open up. And we had Chuck on the show recently talking about the fact that the airline travel industry is just so massively overloaded. My poor wife actually was so funny. I didn't I don't know if I told you this when he was talking the other night he was talking about um coming out of orlando i warned her and i said hey make sure because she wasn't she was down there for i was following trip. all of it and following her yeah. posts. then yeah. she's like oh my god you know there's a storm and there was like a massive storm heading right down there and then she got a, a different flight and wound up only getting in a, an hour differently but uh yeah i mean people are getting out there and doing stuff so i mean that's important that we got to have our perspective of what it is that we get to go out there and enjoy now that things are opening up what do you think about that 
Oh man, I I agree. And again, I think that's the the perfect topic just to chat about today as a follow up to what you know Chuck was saying. Um, you know, when we talk about meditation, I think this is a good metaphor to look at what's going on right now. When you can, you and I are sharing um ideas of how to meditate, a lot of people say, "Oh, I'm supposed to calm the brain." Well, it's my the thought. Same, yeah, yeah, we we all do because like that's why we say we can't do it. Somebody goes, "Calm the brain." You're like, "I can't calm my brain." Well. The same thing goes with society. Imagine right now we say we need to calm society. Society and everything around us isn't going to change. But what can change is how do you find the calmness or the peace within the chaos? So we're going to always have some kind of COVID. There's going to be monkeypox. There's going to be this. There's going to be that. There's going to be, you know, 9-11, things that just don't feel good. What do we do internally to find peace in the chaos? And that's what I really want to talk about today because we, we teach it. And I do it in meditation, but sometimes when I come out into this existence, I get caught up in the, you know, the frazzle as well. I sit there in the chaos and I get attached to it instead of saying, ah, I see the chaos. I see this. Here's what I can change. And here's the impact I can have on the outer world. And that's yeah. what I think we all need to have that conversation. And I know we sprinkle in those comments into a lot of our shows, but I don't think we've had a show specifically talking about that. Mm, let's do it. Still, what do you, I mean, what do you think? Like what's, so like you, like, you know, when we first started talking about meditation, there's so many people that say I can't because there's just, there's too much going on in my mind. I can't find that peace. Well, that's the micro to the macro of what's going on right now. So what do you tell our listeners who are sitting here right now going, there's school shootings, you know, this is a mess. Our educational system is horrible. Healthcare. We've got Ukraine. We've got China. We've got political, you know, theater going on. I mean, honestly, Climate. how the hell am I going to find peace in that? What do we tell them? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a great question. I mean, I struggled out as well in myself. And I sit there and I think about it, and you talk about it quite a bit in the program that, you know, it's the distortion, like how much of the distortion, how much of the stuff we're going to allow to infiltrate our brain and really kind of just take us over because at a point there's only so much we can process. There's only so much we can process. We think we can process everything. We think we can take everything on. But what does that lead to? That leads to overwhelm, stress, health issues, all those different things. And when you think about just at the base component, I was talking with somebody the other day. Right? I talk to people all the time about this. I'm like, I've, I've really discovered that at the, the core, you know me, I'm always about the root. At the core of it, if you're not taking care of yourself, if you're not nourishing yourself and you're allowing all these extraneous things to come in here and infiltrate your brain, you're like, I don't have time to work out. I don't have time to eat good. I don't have money to eat good. You know, people are struggling with the cost of inflation and gas and everything else. So they're, you know, they're, they're skimping out on their food, but how can we expect to operate from a great foundational base? If we're not getting the sleep, if we're not hydrating, if we're not getting exercise, if we're not um, nourishing ourselves, but yet we expect to be able to handle all this chaos coming into us. So I think it really starts with us. It really starts with prioritizing our health and ourselves. But I think in a world right now where it's so focused on everything else that we sit there and blame, well, I can't work out because of this and I can't do all these different things. We have to start back at the core and be able to say, okay, am I taking care of myself? Am I loving myself? Do I enjoy being with myself? And starting from that point, and that way we can sit there and identify what the priorities are. Are the priorities really allowing all this stuff to come in here? Do I have to be prepared for everything? Or can I sit there and say, and I hope this is the intention of the show is, I hope I can say that whatever's going to come next, here's my focus on it. I'm going to allow it to, to, to happen. I'm going to sit there and do the best I possibly can do to take care of myself, take care of my family, focus on the things that I can control and let the other stuff happen and, and, and learn from whatever's happening about myself. What do you think about I that? It. I love that. Hey, you know what? I uh, just thought of something spontaneously because I'm, I'm visualizing, you know, the rest of this show and we're always telling people, you know, here's something you can go check out here. Why don't we do this? Why don't we actually guide people on some simple breathing? 
right sure. now and actually give a gift to people. So what I would love everybody to do is follow me. I'm going to do two simple breathing techniques back to back, tell you why we're doing them. And as we do these, as soon as we're finished and we continue with the show, take note of what's going on in your body and imagine the micro of how you feel, how you could bring that into the real world. So I'm going to give you two the, breaths. That's, that's, that's spot on. I just did that with somebody the other day. They said, I don't know how to relax. And I said, just do, just, I had them follow along with me. I had them do four breaths. And afterwards they're like, I'm a little lightheaded. I'm like, do you feel a little calmer? Yep. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's do it. I'm, I'll do it right so, with you. So we're going to do two breaths. Uh, one's a simple four, eight. I know you do the four, seven, eight, but we're going to do a four, eight. And what that's doing is the four, eight breath. It's in with the nose, out with the nose. And the reason we're doing that is to calm the nervous system. So if you're here, you know, you had a tough day at work or you had a rough week. Before we even do the next breath, we're going to do, we're going to do a four, eight breathing. So all it is, is breathe in with the nose, four seconds, breathe out eight seconds. So we're going to do this for two minutes. And then I'm going to introduce another breath that we're going to do for three minutes. And so that might seem like a good amount of time. I will guarantee you there's going to be a shift and you're going to love the gift you get from this. So let's just sit and do it. Let's just go. Ready? Ready. It's in with the nose, out with the nose, mouth closed. So keep doing that. Just keep doing that for about another 30 seconds. But right now, if you're doing that correctly, one of the things you're going to start to notice is you'll probably feel through your spine from the base of your spine up through the neck. If you are feeling nervous or you're feeling just beat up, you'll most likely start to feel a sense of relaxation. That's your nervous sense, nervous system calming down. So just a couple more of those. And then on that final release, just kind of move around and just just feel the difference. I mean, I was only doing that for about 30, 40 seconds, and I literally can feel a difference. I know. I feel all mellow now. I'm like, I want to go lay down and not do the show. Right. <laughs> like, I feel pretty good right now. Like, hey, what's up, Scott? Right. Yeah. It's, it's almost like it does. So, so here's the beautiful thing. One of the things we can do is we can get high on our own supply in many ways. So that's mm -hmm. a simple technique for you to work through and calm the nervous system. So anytime you're having a tough day, you get in your car, you're like, I'm going to lose it. Or you come home from a stressful event, you're about to walk in. Two minutes of that before you go in your house is going to bring a whole different energy to the home and eliminate um, being proactive potential issues that you're going to come into the home or bring to work with you. So the next one. Um, we're going to do it, uh, you know, aggressively together. This is fun. If you guys have heard of like Wim Hof or you've heard of a uh, holotropic breath, uh, breath work, which is laying on your back, it's pure mouth breathing. This is kind of a, a little bit of an integration of some of these kind of breaths. It's simple circular breathing. So you're breathing in with the nose and out with the mouth. And it's pretty simple. It's just, 
<clears throat> so it's a quick breathe in. So imagine just kind of like a suck in and then just drop out. So it's just, see how it kind of like just my shoulders kind of like just kind of just, just kind of breathing in. So we're going to do that for a couple of minutes. Now, here's some, some of the things that are going to potentially happen. You might start to feel um, a little bit of uh, a numbness, a little bit of a head rush. Um, you might feel good, you know. Different things can happen depending on what you're compartmentalizing and what emotions that you're holding right now. If you're holding some anger, sadness or whatever, you might start to feel a little anxious and be like, I don't want to do this. If you're willing, and this is up to you because you know you better than Chris and I do. If you're willing to challenge yourself for a few minutes, here's what's going to end up happening. You're going to get to the three minutes. You're going to be excited for yourself. Um, first and foremost, make sure you're sitting down too. Don't stand up and don't be doing jumping jacks while you're doing this. Yeah. Um, so make sure you're sitting down, get super comfortable. So if you're sitting in a chair, whatever, just if you want to lean back. But as you do this, be very intentional with each breath. And remember this, what is breath? Breath is source. So that could be creator, God, universe, whatever you want to believe it to be. But it's source. Every breath we take keeps us on this planet functioning in this world so we can live our brilliance. So what I would ask you guys to do is follow through how we're going to end this. And I'm going to guide you on this. As soon as we come to the actual ending of, you know, a couple minutes, you'll probably feel that lightheadedness because we just did the calm your nervous system breathing. You're going to be ready for a little bit more. And so right at the end, I want you to do something. I want you to challenge yourself. And the challenge is going to be easier than you think. At the end of it, I'm just going to ask you, hold your breath as long as you want to. I'm not going to tell you what that's going to look like for you, but here's why we're going to do it. When we hold our breath on that final breath, what I want you to think about is how grateful you are for that breath. Holy cow, I yeah. get to live in this world, influence, change, create meaning, and hold that breath of life and just feel it in your body. Feel it living in your body. Feel it enlivening you and just sit there with it. Do it as long as you want. You know, just, just whatever makes you feel comfortable will guide you on the release of that. We're going to just come back to our normal breath and we're just going to talk about the cadence. Is there anything different if you're breathing like that before and now you have deeper, longer breaths? We'll talk about what that looks like. So let's play with this together um, again. Let's get weird together. We, we got to get more weird together. We got to do this. So <laughs> let's get weird. So let's get weird. Um, you know, if, if I start getting cross-eyed, if Chris tips over or whatever, just part of the show. Just enjoy it. All right? Yeah, it's the unfiltered experience. Unfiltered. We're unfiltering right now. So oh. we're going to go nice and smooth. Um, and one last thing, too, if a doctor has ever told you guys don't do any kinds of, you know, aggressive breathing or anything like that, or you have some medical condition, uh, definitely don't jump into this if it's something that you know there's a reason we don't know. But if yeah. you're a healthy individual and you feel good about doing this and want to challenge yourself a little bit, um, I suggest jump in and join us. So here we go. Here we go. So we're just going to go. We got pistons. Getting a little lightheaded, 
Just keep going, smooth cadence. Just keep staying with the inhale with the nose, drop out with the mouth. Just stay with that cadence. If you notice a little tingle in your arms, that's okay. Might have a little tingle in your fingers. What you're gonna see is as you keep doing it, the lightheadedness stays steady. It's not gonna intensify, it's gonna stay where it's at. Sit in this present moment. Just feel this present moment. Thank that breath. That breath is the source of all that you are. Just feel that. Just keep dropping in and out. Especially on that drop out with your mouth. Just let the breath go. Bring it in with your nose. Thank it. Drop it out. Let it go. That whole cycle of in and out is what gives us life. If you're feeling that tingle in your arms, be present with it. Just take notice of that. That gentle light in the head is that you're feeling that's totally normal. So I want you to do this for another 30 seconds. And on that final breath together, just follow me. We're going to take that deep breath. So I'm going to rejoin you. Ready? that deep breath together. And you can hold that breath as long as you want. I just let it out to come back to present moment, but hold it as long as you want and thank that breath. Thank the source of life for this present moment. Wow, what a gift we have. We're here creating that meaning. And at this time, I would ask you guys to let your breath resume naturally. Do your breath seem more intentional? Is the cadence a little bit different? Are you taking longer breaths, not as short? If during that breath hold, you were able to hold your breath longer, what did that feel like? Sometimes, you know, when you do this, if we did this for five, 10 minutes, I'm pretty confident what would happen is you'd be able to hold your breath for an amazingly long time compared to what you've ever done. Sometimes I felt people. Like that. Yeah, dude, yeah. I, I guarantee you, you could hold it for maybe like two minutes and you're like, I've never done it more than 60 seconds. I didn't think I could do it. And there's something beautiful being present with the breath. So, um, you know, put in the comments right now how you guys are feeling. You know, at this point, did you feel the um, calming down the nervous system assisted you guys in this present moment? And then this, do you kind of come back to the present moment? A uh, fun thing that we could do right now, too, is just look around your room, you know, do you see anything different that you usually don't see? Oh, you know what? I just saw that episode one. Uh, remember Wallace Johnson? Yeah. His book right here, 2020, 2020 vision is right here. This is awesome. Oh, nice. But yeah, just see if there's things that you just look at and you miss all the time. You know Another what I noticed? What'd you notice? I noticed that all the things I was thinking about when I came back to my, when I came back to being present, I didn't remember what I was thinking about. 
<laughs> it was like, it. we just like, they just did a reset. I mean, cause really yeah. when you think about it, we, what we're doing is we're focusing, we're being intentional with ourselves. You really can't think about anything else. So it's kind of like a, like a, just a, a whiteboard. I felt like it was a whiteboard. Like I had all these things on my whiteboard and now my whiteboard's empty. So now I can sit there and first thing I can come out of it and think about like, what can I focus on right now is being grateful. Like you said. Oh yeah. 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 It's powerful. So so if you guys ever want to play with those uh, exercises again, um, one of the things you can do is come out and just spend um, 60 seconds, two minutes, just look and see all the things you notice. Um, you can come out of it and you can say, I'm going to spend 60 seconds, two minutes, just noticing my body. Like, oh, my knees usually bother me. And for some reason, I feel very at peace in the vehicle that I'm living in. It feels good. Or listen to sounds, that annoying fan that goes click, 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 click. I hear that. But I, now I notice the birds outside and, oh, wow, like. Wow, I can really hear them. Like, how cool is that? Or yeah. I can remember hear my heartbeat. Like, I don't usually hear my own heartbeat. I feel it and I hear it. Just sit and just take note of things that you typically miss because you're not in the present moment. You just finally did what Chris and I are always talking about is you came to the present moment. And that's why you feel, see, and hear more. So um, take that and let's play with that right now in this conversation. So with the new feeling that you're feeling, if you engage in those exercises, what can we do? to and this is the question i think of the hour chris and i'll let you answer it what can we do to make sure that we don't fall back into the traps of post 9 11 because post 9 11 we all come together we're present for a moment we're thankful we're filled with gratitude we love that neighbor <clears throat> we're, we're so appreciative of everything because of the loss that that came with that and the shakeup. well we just had another shakeup. And instantly we're all going back to a party or we're seeing our friends. We saw our parents who we were scared to see. And here we are. But now we're all getting mad like so fast again. The travel is horrible. This person didn't show up. These people suck. I feel like it lasted a good amount of time with 9-11. It's almost ending. Like we got the present moment and right away we're like, bitch, 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 bitch. What yeah. do we need to do, Chris, with things like these tools to keep this present no moment as our new normal? Because the world's going to heal if we can do that. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think about it in terms of, again, like the self-care and everything else. And I think the fact is that we can look at these challenges in our in our lives as opportunities to see how we can find that we're more similar than we are different. And that's something I was explaining to somebody the other day. They were bitching about everything that was going on. And I said, there are these people and those people. And I said, we're all people. We're all here having the same experience. And we're all ultimately wanting to get to the same place. And I proved that with this person. I said, they're like, oh, they want to do this. I'm like, we're all trying to get to the same place. Nobody wants their kids endangered in school. But is the answer really arming our teachers with guns when we can't even give them the supplies that they need? They're already overworked and everything else. Does that make sense? Ultimately, what can we do to provide a safer situation for our kids is that we can go out there and make sure our neighbors and our friends and our family are operating from a conscious place where they're feeling connected to themselves and they have that awareness. So many people are disconnected and they're reacting. They're not responding. So I love the breath work because it takes you back to the present moment. And if you focus on the things that you're grateful for in those moments and sit there and say, can I necessarily control what the government's going to do with schools? Can I necessarily control these different things? No. What can I can control? I can control my perspective about it. So what can I do to make it better? I can go out there and say hi to my neighbors. You know, I, I've told you this, Scott, and I was telling some of this the other day. My goal when I go out and I see people in public is to leave an impression upon them that humanity is good. I mean, humanity is great, whether it's the cash registered person, the wait staff, wherever it is, I want that person to go home and say, wow, somebody was really nice to me today. Somebody connected with me. Even so much as to the fact, somebody said, what can I do, Chris? I'm like, this may sound crazy. That may sound crazy. I said, but here's the thing we can all do. We all drive, we all travel, we all do things. How can I let that person in when they've got their turn signal on? When that person's coming out of the driveway and you look in your rear view mirror and you see there's 80 million cars that are not going to stop for this person, can I spend, 
I don't know, 30 seconds, 30 fucking seconds and let that person in and wave to them. Can I do that? Can you do that? Yes. If imagine if all the people just here in the United States did that every single time when they encountered somebody, how different humanity would be because it'd be like, Oh my God, people started just letting me in. I turned on my turn signal. I don't have to wait 17 cars. Wow. You know, people aren't flipping me off because I'm, I'm trying to just, just do these simple little things. Say hi to people, check on your neighbors and really get connected with the bigger picture of what it is that we have influence on and how we can respond and how we can be better effective leaders to the people that are following us and our own families and our own communities. What do you think? No, I agree. And, um, I, you know, I'll give a simple, uh, analogy just to kind of, to give you guys a visual, you know, imagine if we're boiling pasta right now, we've all been sitting in COVID. And so imagine that boiling process going on. What's happened is, you know, when you leave the pasta too long, that foam comes over. Yep. How do you stop the foam coming over? People are like coming over with towels and trying to stop the foam. All we do is turn the fire off. You go to the source of the problem, not the symptoms. And so a reactionary point to school shootings is armed teachers. So let's just sit and think about this. If this is the foam that's coming over and I say armed teachers, arming teachers is literally just tapping the foam as it's coming over. It's going to keep coming over eventually you know, eventually maybe we can get all the water out. Now we get a mess of pasta. It's a mess. If we put more guns into the hands of people and there's more guns in specific places, there's more opportunity for failure. I mean, I'd rather just speak facts. If you've got guns in a school and there's already students with emotional or discipline issues and you've got a teacher who's not fully trained or you think they're trained or whatever, mm -hmm. there's a very good chance we're going to have way more school shootings. And and I don't want to get into a debate on that. I'm just trying yeah. to bring simple facts. I am a professor. I am a teacher. I, I know who my fellow teachers are, and I do not want them having guns. Now, <laughs> exactly. are there a few that could be? Listen, there's a few of everything. So how do we turn the fire off to stop? Well, let's just be honest, okay? First and foremost, we've made a lot of mistakes where there's too many guns in this country. You may be in disagreement and say that's why we're still the most powerful country. That's fine. But here's the reality. Right now, there's people who should not have guns who are getting guns or shooting up schools, shooting up grocery stores, shooting up churches. Anything that we can help to curb that, not saying give all the guns back, does make right. sense. That's starting to turn off the fire. Um, mental health is an issue. And the acceptance of mental health, especially, Chris, we talk about men's work, the acceptance of the idea that a man doesn't need to be a, a perceived badass, like I, I'll fight you and kill you, be transparent, be able to cry. We start making that the social norm that it's okay to be a sensitive man. And, and when people start saying like, oh, sensitive, we want a bunch of crybabies, here goes the world. No, dude, it's, it's, I fought all day long and I'm crushed. I can't express myself. That's how people are shooting up schools. So yeah. if we had these calm down moments and then said, so what's the pathway to that? What's the pathway to better requirements for getting guns? What's the pathway to making sure teachers are even given the tools they need. So instead of the tool being a gun, more money, you know, access to better teaching, uh, more counselors in the school. Chris, do you know in Texas, or at least in Austin, it's a 250 to one student to counselor ratio. So, wow. and this is pretty standard. This isn't like abnormal. So imagine I'm in a high school and something goes on in the community and 50 kids need to come to me in one day. Well, I can guarantee you all 50 aren't being seen. What if all of them want to come in one day, 250? It's not possible. So with 250, that's roughly the amount of school days. Now, not even, it's more. So the chances of a kid never being seen by the counselor and us blaming the school is very good. So what if we could invest heavily and make it 50 to one? 
So every one of those kids gets to touch a counselor so that we can see red flags. Never mind red flags. Support the damn kid proactively. Yeah. This this is why we do breath work and come to present moment. I don't care who's right or wrong. Let's have intelligent conversations on each part of the issue and put the puzzle pieces together so we can have a better world. It's not polar. It's not one political party. It's not you versus me. It's us together putting together a better puzzle. It's mm. not rocket science. Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Amen, man. What you were just saying, I was thinking about that before you went into that. So I'm, I'm glad you brought that up is the fact that people aren't having those conversations mm -hmm. in anywhere. What they're doing is they're going to the group think, oh, you all think like me. I see people moving to Amen. Florida because they're like, oh, I just want to go live in Florida. They, they're, they're my people. And I've been asking people like, what would it feel like? What would it sound like if you actually picked up the phone and, and some of these people that are on Facebook that you disagree with and having those conversations and actually learning to, to seek to understand what other people might be thinking and going through and having those intelligent conversations. So many people don't want to do that. I don't want to deal with their crazy. But if we're not going to deal with the crazy, then where is it ultimately going to lead? And I think that's one of the things that we need to proactively all look at within our own selves and our own communities. Like, why is it that I don't want to have this difficult conversation about, you know, something that's controversial with somebody that I disagree with? That's the basis of how we used to be able to get through conversations and, and get to negotiations and be able to say, okay, you see things this way. I see things this way. Where is the opportunity for us to meet in the middle? It's everybody's so attached to it has to be my way. It has to be my outcome. It has to be my, my, my situation. When in the actuality, if we can all come together and actually intelligently have conversations to say, okay, what's the, what's the bridge point on that? Is it, yeah. is it really arming? Is it doing this? Is it doing this? Is it a hybrid of things? Can we try things and see what we can implement together as a community, as a family? It may not be the school. It may not be the government. It may be us in a community. I'm thinking about Jackson going to Washington elementary. I had no desire to be on the school board. I had no, I, I just wanted my kid to go to school but now thinking about how christopher can can impact his own community i'm going to go there and i want to meet the other parents i want to offer to the other parents hey if your kids are ever struggling i mentor kids you know i mean this is elementary school but you know i want to go out there and be able to be a part of the solution and be able to say okay what can we collectively do i'm going to go to those meetings that i never wanted to go to because i don't want to deal with stupid people but now my perspective is they're not stupid people it's it's a fact that we all need to collectively lower our voices, open our minds and collaborate and see, okay, what can we do here? How can we all make the community a little bit safer? And I think that's the thing that everybody's just pointing and they're hoping, wishing and praying and pontificating in anger that that's, that's the toxicity that we keep putting back into our body. So by Man. doing the fact, by sitting there having those conversations and illustrating to our kids, no matter how old they are, hey, this is how we come together and this is how we find resolutions. And I think people are doing that all over the world. It's just not being highlighted because if it bleeds, it leads and people are focusing on that. So I think one of the greatest recommendations that we can do is start having those conversations with people. We can start challenging those in our own inner groups to be able to say, hey, listen, let's go out and talk to some other people. Let's get some different perspectives on this. And if those people say, oh, that's stupid or fuck off, then look at the people you're surrounding yourself with. Right. You talk about team, you know, the people that we have in our teams, do they really lift us up and support us and have an open mind? Or if they're closed minded and belligerent, then maybe we need to get new people in our lives. Mm. You know, it, it's 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 funny because I'm, I'm I'm peeling back the onion of everything you're saying. It's 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 on point. And I'll share two things. Um, one, I just held a men's retreat a few weekends ago, and it almost sounds like this is a is going to be a joke, like a, a joke. So into the men's retreat walks a Jew, a Muslim, a Christian, and a spiritual person. Are you I serious? Mean, it's not, it literally sounds hilarious, right? Oh, like, what's wow. the punchline? Here's the punchline. They all had an exponential growth and literally lined up together with very different beliefs, but the same beliefs. They understood that there, there's oneness. We're all in this together. Humanity is this one beautiful thing. They all respected nature. 
we all went and just did some amazing men's work and it was it was unbelievable and the reason they were able to do that is this we had the premise that we have old identities and that old identity includes certain beliefs that are no longer serving us are we willing to start to bring down that wall when you hear slogans or you hear things that somebody's trying to say make this great again or or do what we did yesterday stop and think of this the world has changed so much since yesterday never mind 10 years ago never mind 20 years ago mm -hmm. how we succeed in that is exactly what we just did in the breath work with all the noise and the chaos around us we're not trying to make anything yesterday we're controlling that which we can control so if you're aligned to something saying as soon as i do blank or let's go back to yesteryear and you're not sitting in the present moment saying how can i find peace in this chaos while sharing my br brilliance and being a loving human being i'm not going to tell you you're doing it wrong but i'm going to invite you to a space where you're in the present moment i can promise you if peace is what you want you have a very good chance of getting it there versus chasing tomorrow looking back at yesterday so what i think we should start doing in these conversations would be something like this a question asked would be what are we doing wrong that is creating school shootings so when you speak to somebody what are we doing wrong so it's you and i yeah. and they say well you know you vote for the no 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 what are we doing wrong what if what what could you and i do different right now mm -hmm. because i want to know what i can do and and maybe together we can be more powerful you just disarm the shit out of them and 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 if you're saying that out loud it feels uncomfortable i hear you i'm saying it right now and i'm thinking sounds good can i say it you know i mean i'm, I'm like you guys emotion leads first and then I have to back up and create a, a more intelligent, intentional speak. Yeah. So again, let's start thinking of how can we dial down those emotions, not attached to the identity that we have, find the things we need to drop and come to that present moment. Like what are some other ideas, Chris? Because, you know, I can sit here and say this stuff on a show and I'm pretty good at doing this stuff in real life, but I fail often. And then I become more aware and get better in the moment. Um, I want to get better too. So tell me like, what can I do? What can we do? What can the listeners do? Because I think we all want to find peace. Absolutely. I mean, I think about in terms of for me, what works is journaling, like just getting just getting my thoughts out of my brain. I mean, half of therapy, the success of therapy is the fact that you just go there and you talk to this complete stranger and you tell them everything. And that's the basis, like getting that stuff out of your system and thinking about, you know, all the different childhood things that we're hanging on to, the things that we're still, we have animosity and, and anger towards for just situations in our own lives. Again, it goes back to the root of us, us individuals and making sure that we're whole and being able to get some of that stuff out. And it's not a sign of weakness that if you need therapy, I've been to therapy, I Man. highly, highly recommend it. I mean, it's a fact of going and being and talking to somebody who could sit there and, and look at it from a different perspective. And, and I remember this one time and I've told this on the show before, but when I went to therapy one time, the, the, I was, wasn't getting much value out of it. And I was kind of being like, okay, what's this lady doing and everything. And I went to like four or five sessions. I was giving it the full thing and I was ready to quit. But there was one question out of all of those sessions that really spoke to me. And she said, Chris, when did you stop being a kid? And I thought all of her other questions really didn't get me anywhere. But that one question, Scott, I've hung on to that since 2012. When did you stop being a kid? And I sat back and I'm like, my first question was, was I ever really a kid? And then I was like, you know, when I stopped being a kid, I was probably about eight or nine. You know, I started having more and more responsibilities. My sister left the house. My mom's husband left the house. I was a latchkey kid. I had all these responsibilities. I was getting beat at school, getting beat at home and all those different things. So I think that was the thing for me. So that caused me to go, 
Okay. And she said, well, how, what can you do to be more kid-like? What did you like to do as a kid? And I was like, huh, well, I've got video games and all. So I started changing my perspective about always being a, a doer and an accomplisher and, and, and being focused on results and outcomes and, and certainty and safety. And I started saying, what would it be like to play? Like literally, I'm just, I just, when, when we're thinking about the breath, I'm looking down at this. I have a Lego Dodge Charger, a Lego Dodge. It's complicated as hell. But like I was talking with a friend of mine earlier today, I said, you know, when I was really Zen, I was doing models like car models. I would just sit there and put the little pieces together, play the radio. And it was just like my Zen thing to do. But how many times do we really all personally take time for ourselves to do something we love to do? Oh, I don't have time. I don't have time. Again, it's pouring into others buckets from an empty space. And how can we fully expect to be able to handle the next situation that's going on? And to that point, I've been talking to people lately, like, what can I do? I'm like, it's no secret that the cost of inflation, everything that we're, we're, we're seeing signs that there's going to be a recession, all these different things. What can we do? We know more people are going to be stressed out. So number one, let's take care of ourselves so we can take care of our family. But again, going out to our community and saying, what can I do to help these people? Because if people are struggling and they can't put food on their table, that's when they're going to snap. That's when they might kill their family. If we can provide some, some solutions like we do with Help Heal Humanity, then, then we, then we're impacted. We're not going to change the world, but we can change people in our community by changing who it is ourselves. And so I think like journaling and just getting real and truthful with yourself, like, does this bring me joy? Okay. It doesn't bring me joy. Why am I doing it? Why am I tolerating it? That's the other thing we could do is look at all the things that we tolerate in our life and thinking, okay, why do I tolerate that? Can I delegate it? Why is it that I feel like I have to do that? I was talking with somebody the other day, like, why well, I have to do the laundry and I have to do this and I have to do this. And I have to, I'm like, the fuck you do. She was like saying she didn't have any time for herself. I'm like, can your husband do laundry? Oh, he won't do it. Well, then let him wear fucking dirty clothes. And she was like, oh, he wouldn't go for that. I'm like, is he your boss? Is he going to kill you? Is he going to, what, what is he going to do? What is he going to do? If the, what are the kids going to do if they have to make their own peanut butter and jelly sandwich? They're fucking 10 years old. My kids five years old can make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Teach your kids to be resourceful. Teach your family to be strong. And then you'll have a great basis for what you can do moving forward. So I think that, I mean, for me, that's what I, that's what I love. What are you teaching Kayla in, in these situations? I mean, you got a daughter that's, that's dealing with all the stuff that's going on. She's dealing with her own hormones and everything else. She's got to have a lot of things on her plate. What have you recommended for her? You know, it's, you know, it's interesting. And I, I, I you always wonder, am I a good parent? You know, am I doing it right? Cause you know, you, oh, yeah. I, I feel like the people who preach this stuff, when you like, you go probably find any famous motivational speaker or, or police officer or preacher or whatever they are. I feel like the kid's always a mess because they're <laughs> like, blah, 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 blah. And they're so sick of hearing the shit. They just do the opposite. I try not to preach to her at all. And I always just say, what do you think? What are you thinking? So I ask questions. When she's stressed out, she literally will just go for a walk on her own, which nice. is, it's amazing. Like last night she came in, I go, let's go hang out. She goes, no, I need to go for a walk. You want to go with me? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, I just need a break. And she's like, that's cool. And so we sometimes just go our own ways, but she's very independent in that. I'll see her doing like some kind of breath work. Um, nice. She's, she's she's an amazing kid. And, and I don't want to take credit for that because like I said, there's plenty of people who are teaching this stuff to your kids. I think what I'm trying to do is exactly what you and I preach is I'm not being the savior. I'm not saying you need to do this. You need to do this. I'm saying, right. Hey, look at how much I mess up. I mean, I'm pretty ridiculous. aren't I, Kayla. And at the end of the day though, I seem to always come back to center somehow. And she's like, Oh, I see what you did there. And then she just takes it and does it. So I think nice. I'm practicing when I'm preaching. Um, but, but again, when you're the first one to do something in a family and you're practicing it, it's just that it's a practice. So nothing's going to be perfect. My suggestion as a parent is, is be the person that you'd love to see your child become and allow them to become that. And, and don't nag because nagging literally flips the switch to do the opposite. And, and I'm, 
I'm very cautious of that. Like I've been teasing her. I'm like, hey, where'd the human tornado go? Because you should see a room. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm looking for the human. Is the human tornado here? And she just, she laughs like, you're an idiot. But she also realizes, okay, maybe this is a little ridiculous. So I'll let her pick her up on her own. I'm not going to tell her to do it. We laugh about it. And my point is, don't force shit down people's throats because they're never going to eat. Just mm. sit here and say, we have some food available if you'd like to come. and They'll come when they're ready. That's so. I love that. And I love that you brought up a point that I thought about the other day. I think I told you about it. Like uh, it was last weekend. Uh, Jackson had this big slide that we got. It blows up and it's got water and all this other stuff. And I didn't want to deal with it. I was like, he's like, dad, can we play with this? And I'm like, oh, it's heavy. And I'm going to have to roll it back up and oh, I don't want to put it away. And it's uh, and I'm like, and I remember something I heard recently. I'm like, am I being the dad that I would want if I was five years old? Am I being that dad right now? If I was five years old, what kind of dad would I want? Because I didn't have a dad. I mean, you know that you didn't either. So I think about that. That changed my perspective right then. Like, does this kid deserve a grumpy dad right now? Or would that would it would I make a big difference right now if I went, come on, Jackson, let's go do it. I don't care if the water's freezing. Let's go do it. Let's play shoot him up and da da da. He would be like fucking a kid on cloud nine. So all of us, you know, thinking about this conversation, Scott, I love that is the fact that we can ask ourselves, am I being the husband that I would want if I were my wife? Am I being the coworker that I would want? Am I taking responsibility for me to make sure that I'm not being an additional weight or a burden to anybody else in my world? Can I lift them up by being somebody that they would want me to be right now? And like you said, you know, being an excellent example, giving people opportunities and choices and saying, okay, tell me more about that. That's one of the greatest questions you can ask somebody is tell me more about that. And as they tell you, tell you, that's really interesting. Can you go into deeper detail on that? You'll find out, you'll get to the core of what it is that they're really, really talking about. They may be talking about shootings, but you can tell me more about it. Where does that come from? Where does that fear come from? Where does that anxiety come from? boom 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 oh it's as a result of something that happened in my childhood boom 99 of the time that's how i peel the onion back on people i'm like tell me more about it. tell me when were you most afraid when was the, when was the biggest thing that that scared you oh my god you know our house caught on fire how old were you i was four years old okay so uncertainty and fear and those things oh yeah i'm afraid to plug things into plugs okay then you find out what their fears are and then you can start that then they start to see it's not about that it's about this and that's yeah. the thing I hope that we get across to people tonight is the fact, guys, you know, wherever you're at in your journey, reach out to people, have strength, have go, have the, I mean, I talked to Scott, I talked to Lee, I talked to all sorts of people like, Hey, I'm feeling this. And I'm able to have those conversations with people. And I don't feel like, Oh, they're going to say, Oh, Chris, you're the no excuses coach. Why don't nobody's ever, you've never said that my friends in there. Nobody's ever said that. Everybody's like, Chris, okay, what's going on? Because we all need that. We all need that. Nobody's got it figured out. Nobody's better than anybody else. And stop comparing yourself to everybody else. God, for, comparison is the enemy of success. I mean, that's, 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 I mean, I could go on and on. What are some final thoughts for you that you think we can send people off with? This has been great. Yeah, no, I've, you know, it's funny. I'll just even, even guiding the breath work, doing the little bit of it. I actually could just go take a nap in a good way. <laughs> I know. I was like, damn, I'm going to get off this show and I'm going to go lay down. I can't, but I got to go do shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, some final thoughts, I think again, are before we get into the conversations with family members, with friends, with people that we know this conversation might have a lasting impact. Um, maybe do the calm the nervous system breath work, maybe take these two tools, um, do those two different breath works, simple circular breathing in through the nose, out through the mouth, quick, quick drop out, hold the breath again at the end for a little bit, feel that that beautiful peace and knowing that you've got this deep sense of gratitude and then bring your brilliance to the table when you're having these conversations and bring it without the ego. So your yeah. brilliance is coming from your heart. So here's the deal. You know, I, I'm, I'm going to be very frank with something that, that I think has been an issue for me is, and, and I know a lot of us get here. I was 
I'm, I'm a very lucky human being in the sense that, you know, statistically, according to testing and stuff, I'm a smart individual. So I always tested well. I always did well. And school was not hard for me. I just blew it off a lot of times because I didn't care. But the grades always showed up. I still got scholarships. So what that does is that makes you want to rely on that. So yeah. whenever I see something, I'm doing quick math and I'm saying, what are you, an idiot? Of course, that's not the answer. Well, here's the reality. How many times have I ever said, what are you, an idiot? And and it turned into a good or or even... If I stop speaking it, but I look at you like, what? Mm -hmm. My face, my face is worse than my speak. My wife's like, don't just call me an idiot. Don't don't do that face. Because sometimes she'll be like, hey, do you think we should do this? And I'll be like, like, because my thought is, have you not thought thought through those five steps? And I'm learning to realize we have different processors, whatever. If you're blessed mm -hmm. to have a processor that sees something that somebody doesn't see, yeah, don't be an asshole. Yeah. But the thing is. The ignorance of the ego is we think everybody's seeing the exact same thing. Yep. So if we're not seeing the same thing, come from a heart space. If you have an opportunity to see something somebody else doesn't, invite them to check it out and say, can you tell me what you're seeing? And at 51 years old, I'm really good at what I do in many ways of thinking from the heart and speaking from the heart. And I fail hard oftentimes as well, but I'm aware in that growth. So I would suggest to all of us, do your best to get away from just because you see something or you think you know something that somebody else doesn't invite them to share this perspective and your point tell me more about your perspective mesh the two and come to them in the heart that's what i would end with i'm not saying it's easy um i've been trained poorly through my educational upbringing you know telling like smarts is supposedly everything and that's bullshit. Heart smarts is everything. So I'll end with that. Heart smarts is everything. That's the core of fixing this world. Amen. 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 Great conversation. We hope that you guys have found value out of this conversation. Put in the comments what your big takeaway is and how you're implementing it. And then keep in touch with us. Let us know in the unfiltered uh, unfiltered uh, Facebook group. Let us know what's going on. Keep us posted on these shows and, and let us know the process of what it is that you're applying because it's one thing to show up here and listen to Scott and I every single week and be all inspired and be like, oh, that was great stuff. That was great stuff. But how many of you are really, really, truly applying it? Like, think about this. So by the next show, next Friday, we want you to come back to the show. We know a lot of you guys come back here. Let us know what you've been applying this week with the breathing and then the perspective shifting and what it is that you're doing to nourish yourself, because that's where it starts, ladies and gentlemen. If nothing else, drink water, drink half your body weight in ounces of water, do a little breathing. When you feel stressed out, just do it. It's free. It's right there. And I think about it too. And I, sometimes I overlook it as well, but it's like, I can do a, just a quick reset right now. For me, I just go, I go do my exercises and I just stress or I just listen to binaural beats and I do my stretching and it resets me and it recalibrates me. But whatever's working for you guys, please let us know. That way we know that we're impacting you. And if there's something in, that you suggest, something that you've experienced, whether it's coloring in a color book, I was another thing I was thinking about doing some Zen things, what works for you that you can recommend to everybody else here. So go to the www.theunfilteredexperience.com. Go join the Facebook community. Let us know how we're impacting you. And again, let let us know what types of shows and what types of guests that you would like for us to be on here. We're all about, you know, exploring new territories and different things. So if you got friends that are in plant-based medicine, whatever it might be, let us know so we can bring that to you. And so Scott and I can learn as well. And we appreciate you guys. We love you guys so much. We're on episode number 77, I believe, as of this. So here we go. We're heading to 100. And we're going to, we have no signs of stopping. So we want to keep bringing you that guys this every single week. So please be here, put it on your calendar, 5 PM Pacific standard time, 8 PM Eastern standard time, or catch us on the replay. And of course, 
go get the podcast. This is on podcast. So go wherever you get podcasts, just go into Google and type the unfiltered experience podcast. You'll find it on Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anywhere you get your podcast. Please do us a solid and go support the show and leave us a review as well. We appreciate you guys. We love you. We'll be back here next Friday night on the unfiltered experience. Scotty, I love you. I appreciate you, brother. Love you. I love you guys. Mm-hmm.